Welcome to the At Home Workouts Blueprint Rapid Implementation Guide. This is lesson two of five, where we're doing a deep dive into how to maximize workout efficiency so you stay motivated to crush your goals. As usual, I'm joined here by Rad Bormeister and Richard Lellies, both co-founders of Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. Plus, to my left around the table, we have our expert physiotherapist, Phil White. And of course, I'm Yanni Bormeister. Now guys, if you're watching the live podcast recording, this week we're doing a special series on how to implement our at-home workouts blueprint, the 10 secrets to a better workout at home that your friends are getting in the gym. If you are tuning in from the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group on the podcast or Unity Gym YouTube channel, you can download the blueprint using the link in the description. How is everyone? Awesome. Great. Awesome. Yeah, just loving it. Um, I love this chat. Love this topic. It's a it's a near and dear one for me because, you know, if you if you if you're watching this uh, as part of the rapid implementation guide for the at home workouts blueprint that you've just downloaded, then we're recording these shows uh, quite a couple quite a few months after we did these at home workouts and the changes that it made in my body were just amazing and this whole lockdown that we um you know that we were f had forced upon us there was that moment when i was my heart dropped because i realized i couldn't do my workouts anymore i had to do these at-home workouts because i had to guide everyone through them and i embraced it and, and uh, man did it change me you know i put on seven kilos of muscle and uh, lost fat in uh, 12 weeks yeah, it I was, was watching those uh, warm-up videos you do for the gym um, playing as the class was going just before and I was like oh Rad's really let, him, let himself go since the now he's back in the gym he's just not quite looking the same uh, <laughs> hey guys before we get started question of the day because we do have lots of people on the live stream and I'd love to share your experiences with the guys that are downloading the blueprint if you did the at-home workouts uh, how did you go uh, leveling up your training frequency? I know a lot of people come into our ecosystem only training two or three times per week. And I know this was a personal story for a lot of our tribe members who got involved in the at-home workouts. Over the course of the 12-week lockdown that we developed these and, and did these, a lot of people leveled up and ended up doing uh, five or six workouts a week when they only started on two or three. I'd love to hear your stories. Who had that experience out of everyone watching on the live stream? Big shout out to Clay, uh, Aiden, Dave Clark, and Lee Clements. If you are on the live stream, let us know. Um, Yanni, throw in the question of the day into the comments there as well so we can get into it. So I absolutely um, will. Well, why don't you, while I do that, yeah, well, um, build some context by reading out the lesson two email that would have gone yeah, out. Yeah, I also just want to say, like, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, this is all about how to implement an at-home workout, but, man, so many relevant things for being effective in the gym as well. Yeah, like, absolutely. So please, if you are, you know, back in the gym, don't think this isn't for you. Like, this yeah, is, absolutely. This is the real, this is the goods. This yeah, is the secret yeah. sauce. It's, it is. It really is. This, you know, we, we, we put a lot of effort, um, the, tr uh, uh, the four of us sitting around this table here and Richard as well, into, into um, giving content away that is going to have a serious impact on your life if you implement it. So, so don't pay this stuff off. It's it's really important. So let's have a let's let's rip through what we're going to be talking about today. So, uh, for the rapid implementation guide lesson two, we're talking about how to maximize workout efficiency so that you stay motivated to crush your goals. And there's three three steps to this. Step one is you need to design a workout split that hits your upper body, lower body, and core. Step two. 
We need to unify strength, flexibility, and fitness in each of your workouts. That is critical. And step three, we want to train strength and flexibility set for set to maximize efficiency, one-to-one ratio. Now, the main reason why our UMS at-home workouts were so successful is that despite moving uh, from our state-of-the-art gym, we still followed proven strength and conditioning program design principles, including all the all-important program split. Now below, um, what, you, what you'll be able to see in your rapid implementation guide is the exact program split from our UMS at-home workouts. And um, do you want me to read that out now, Yanni, or just keep going through with this? Yeah, go, yeah. read it out. Yeah. So uh, Monday, we do bent arm strength vertical push-pull patterns. So those are movements like shoulder press and pull-ups, but we're doing it at home with no equipment how did we do it Ooh, well that's uh something that you're going to want to listen in for um we so of course we do we do a warm-up then we do strength and flexibility well this is every day we do a warm-up first a 10-minute warm-up your warm-up shouldn't take more than 10 minutes it's got to be efficient uh then we do strength and flexibility for 30 minutes and then we do uh cardio and core for 16 minutes and then a cool down for about 10 minutes 15 minutes okay so that's every workout so monday vertical push pull tuesday squat and hamstrings Wednesday, we did straight arm strength, straight arm scapular strength. Thursday, we did horizontal push-pull. And then Friday, we did deadlifts and glutes. Now, we didn't actually do deadlifts because we didn't have access to barbells. We're at home. But we replicated the deadlift pattern. Now, some of our more advanced tribe members repeat Wednesday workouts on Saturday. And we, we recommend that. That's a, that's a great way to go about things if you... Um, have that level, uh, the commitment, and if you have the flexibility to be able to do that with your schedule. So from start to finish, these workouts take 60 minutes. And mo- most importantly, they maximize efficiency, meaning that every single workout develops athletic strength, flexibility, and fitness. I guess you could really say that um, the secret to our success is two things. There's simplicity. So we stick to what works to get the best results. We don't complicate things. We just keep it simple and do the things that have been proven to work over and over again. We're not trying to employ fancy tricks just to entertain people. And number two is efficiency. We train for balance in strength, flexibility, and fitness in every single workout. And those two words are something that you really want to remember when you're trying to design your own at-home workouts, simplicity and efficiency. So just copy and paste if you're unsure how to put a program split together. Just literally use that because that is a that is a proven uh, program split. It gives the 72-hour rest period from uh, muscle groups. Like, for example, you do your upper body strength training on Monday and Thursday, and you, you do your lower body strength training on Tuesday. Tuesday and Friday. So it's giving that 42 to 72 hour rest period so that you can really go for it in each workout rather than these sort of all over body style workouts where, you know, you might be doing um, something that really smashes the quads three days in a row. And by that third day, you can barely walk and then you feel like you need to take a couple of days off because you've got such bad doms. That's not a great way to do things. Um, So if you're training five days a week, um, if training five days a week seems extreme, don't worry about that because what I just explained is, is what allows people to do that. And you just work at your own pace. We encourage people to work at about 70% of their max effort in most workouts so that you can train five days a week. Now, many of our tribe members only did three days a week and still got great results. So if that suits you better, Um, Just replace Wednesday with a rest day and then you can either drop one of the upper body days or one of the lower body days depending on what your goals are. Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. There was a few key things that you said there that we're going to dive deeper into. The simplicity and efficiency notion is, is very, very important. Um, Have you got anything to add, Phil, before we dive? I just bloody love that split. I don't think it just really, 
is so good. I yeah. mean, I just have so many people come in uh, from clients outside the gym. Had a classical one this week where, you know, he's he's doing a, a program that he's got on the internet and like, you know, he's loving it. He was totally loving it. He was doing exactly the same thing three days a week um, and sometimes a fourth day. And he's been doing it for a few months and he was like, yeah, I was really good at first and then now I'm injured. Like, yeah. and it's not, you know. So he's so just to clarify, he's doing the same routine every yeah, day. Yeah, it's a yeah. full body routine that he yeah. does three to four times a week. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I just don't get it. It was all like, it was all fine at first. I was feeling really good. I was getting kind of good results. And now I just like can't lift my arm. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's just, it's it's the it's such a common problem with pro, with at home programs, and this is something that I really want to dive into today. I'm glad you brought that up, and I w really want the guys that are on the live to put their um, uh, experience share with share with us their experience because I know a lot of people on the live probably initially just like many members who come to Unity Gym they see the program split and they think, oh God, that's way more workout than I've ever done before. And my, my opinion of other programs, um, I believe that a lot of the biggest, most popular group exercise uh, programs do this. It, it almost discourages people from being more consistent yeah. because of the, the very nature of the program design or the workout design, the way it um, hammers the entire body every single workout. You know, if you're, if you're only planning to exercise once a week, which is far inferior to doing five times a week, yep. um, then it might suit you. But if you're, you know, the nature of the workout overloads the body in such a way that by the by midweek, you've got so much accumulative fatigue built up in the entire body that you don't yeah. want to train. And yeah. quite frankly, you probably shouldn't, <coughs> you know? Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad thing when people come into Unity Gym and they ask about the membership and the program and their first response is, oh, I don't, I don't think I can train four or five days a week. And I think, oh, that's a real shame that that's what you feel because um, you absolutely can. It's, <coughs> you just don't push yourself, you don't flog yourself and, and you train in a way where you walk out of the gym feeling energized and good rather than feeling trashed, you know? So I, I just wanna repeat, can we get the people that are on the live stream that did the at-home workouts with us to, to please answer the question of the day? We really want to um, to see what you guys have got to say. Well, and I can that see is, there are a few answers coming in, yeah. which is great. We're yeah. gonna share those in a yeah. sec. Yeah, and so just we just- that, um, quote, Like that comment of, you know, it's not about flogging yourself, it's about being consistent and, and, and turning up. Like we had um, Sebastian Oreb come into the gym yesterday and you know, he was talking about with his workouts, like he doesn't miss reps. He doesn't like, yeah. you know, he doesn't get to the point where he's grinding out reps. Like every workout he does is just consistent and he knows that the next time he, he's done the work to then put just a conservative amount more on the bar and just can keep going and going and going. And now he's, you know, squatting 400 kilos, yeah. which is- For those of you who don't know um, uh, Sebastian, he's an Australian strength coach on Instagram, I yeah. think, and, uh, and Facey and <laughs> YouTube. And uh, he is, yeah, he's now uh, um, uh, pretty much the, got the heaviest squat in Australia for his body weight. And bench press. And bench press you know um he's a he is one strong dude and yeah it's a it, it, like he uh, he's he said it yesterday it's about consistency you know it's about um uh yeah it's not consistently like flogging yourself he's yeah you know he has like he's just saying yeah never miss a rep never grind a rep yes yeah, yeah that's right just keep that way you know overloading yeah and, and that's how you know when you can progress because if you're grinding and if you're missing reps then that means it's like oh do i yeah, go up in weight do i weight, yeah. drop 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so. And we're going to, tom in tomorrow's show, we're going to go deeper into the programming principles that we stuck to to make the UMS at home workout so successful, which is something that we want to teach you guys it, so importantly. But today, I really want to dive into the notion of efficiency and the notion of how a program split can either discourage consistency and frequency of training or encourage consistency and frequency of training. And what Phil said at the very start, I love that program split. That is the secret source of today's discussion. You know, um, I, I, we understand that not everybody can design a, 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 um, a transformational program split, but the program split uh, and the base um, sort of a foundation of programming it is the foundation of programming you know because it, it you want to make sure and rad tipped on it a little bit there the, there is um which we're going to talk about tomorrow so i don't want to give too much away but there is the concept of super compensation the way the body adapts to stimulus takes a little bit of time and the biggest adaptations do occur when your body's recovering from that stimulus it doesn't occur during the workout itself you know, and uh, and so the program split is what facilitates that recovery process. But then there's all these other psychological things happening at the same time. You know, consistency in and routine and habit start to build and form when you've got a program split that supports training more regularly. You know, if you've got a, a, a workout that you do the same thing over and over again, other than the fact that it gets really boring, it's just not encouraging the body. That's not how the body adapts. You yeah. know, that, that's uh, and unfortunately, um, a lot of the at-home workouts. Uh, and I don't want to spend the entire show throwing stones at what other people are doing wrong, but this is something that uh, a lot of people fall uh, a victim to. I guess they buy a, a workout or a routine online that is just the same routine that they're told to repeat over and over again. Well, and, but I can remember. I can remember being a juvenile personal trainer. I mean, you and I have been personal trainers now for almost 17 years. And I remember when we started and I remember the feeling of the fear of not giving clients something different. I remember, do you remember that, Yanni? You remember that, like you, you like there was a real visceral reaction of, of this fear of if I don't give my clients something new and exciting, they're not going to stay with me. Yeah. And when you are a juvenile personal trainer, that you, you really have that fear because you don't back yourself. You haven't yeah. been in the game for long enough to, un to really truly understand how the results come and, and to know that if you do this, it's going to lead to this results. And you don't have a history. You don't have yeah. a past history to be able to say, well, look at these people. Look what they got with what look I do. So yeah. this is what I know I'm going yeah. to be able to produce with you. And, yeah. and what I think is that there's certain trainers that never break out of that. They just, it, that, that ends up being something that becomes a perpetual cycle in their training. And, and from our perspective, from my perspective at least, that's what I feel like I'm seeing. Because when you look at the way that a lot of these programs are designed, even the way that a lot of boot camp programs are designed, they're, they're, they're just not, nobody's coming up with this going, okay, well, this is a program that I know is going to allow people optimum re recovery time and deliver best results and reduce risk of injury. It's just a, let's just smash people yeah, in this I've, session. I've found, you know, as a, as a physio as well, I've fallen into that kind of you know, I've caught myself thinking like, oh, I need to think of something a bit more creative here. And it's like, hang on, wait, what are the, what's the actual, like, what is this patient doing with their training? What are they doing with their day? Are they doing the, you know, simple, consistent stuff right, which is going to give, you know, have the biggest impact on 
on their result. Like, hang on, no, no, they're not doing any of that. Their programming's all wrong and (laughs) whatever. Like, you've got to address that before you find some fancy little rehab exercise that might proprioceptively, like, you know, give you some (laughs) diminishing returns on, like, you know, shoulder control. It's like, but if you're not getting, you know, a one-to-one ratio of, you know, uh, push and pull, if you're not exploring sort of, you know, 360 degree range by doing vertical Mm -hmm. and horizontal push pull, like, if they're not getting any of that, then like one little proprioceptive exercise, just because it seems like a fancy rehab exercise, like that's not going to do as much good as just getting the basic foundations right. Yeah, so, and I absolutely. see, I see the really, really popular. Um, you know, I'm, I've got my for those listening in the podcast, I've got my fingers in parenthesis here. The the Fitspo people, you know, that that have the hundreds and thousands or the millions of followers, and when you look at the the streams, what they're posting is. Just it's just something new and random each day, and I see exercises like people are talking about their um, shoulder workout or their core workout or their at-home workout or whatever it is, and it's exercises that I've never even seen before. And I've been a personal trainer for 17 years. I've been to the <coughs> workshops with some of the best program designers in the world, and these are exercises that I've never seen before. So, are they really good exercises or are they something that's just been created on the spot to look different than than someone else and it's like what we were talking about in one of our recent shows this idea of using complexity as a way to progress um, at the early stages and it is just not it complexity and what we're saying by that is we're saying using a way to progress from where you are to where you want to go by adding a more complex more challenging more difficult movement or a more difficult workout is is very rarely the right answer for the majority of people. You really have yeah. to get to a high training age and a high level of experience before complex increasing complexity is the right thing to do. To yeah. um, unless you're training for complexity, unless your goals are some kind of like dance CrossFit yeah, kind yeah. of hybrid where you have to do yeah, <laughs> like yeah. weightlifting in a cro- rhythmic cro- gymnastics kind of way. Competing for like CrossFit's probably one of the only sport like uh, sports yeah. that I can think of where gym complexity in movement workouts but I'd say is if you don't have that desirable. if you haven't nailed that foundations first then don't, 100% don't yeah. 100% so, yeah. but it, I mean I see um, we spoke about Sebastian earlier looking at the way someone like that trains who and he trains some of the strongest people in the world or the strongest per- person in the world um, half thought it's very specific to the training but this, the training is still very simple so you know, simple. like very simple so simple um, yeah when you, when you hear him talk about his splits to us and even just his workouts he, he, he just goes on about how oh man I just do this and it's just really basic stuff but, it, yeah. but when you follow those principles and you do it properly that's what delivers the results that everyone's in the so, gym for so very quickly before we jump into the, uh, the comments in, uh, on the live stream I just want to um, reinforce the key point from today um, which is the, the program split is very important. Don't overlook this when you're designing your own at-home workouts, guys. You want to make sure that you are spacing. Um, we're a really big fan of undulating between upper and lower body. Uh, we even take from it one day step to day, for, yeah. Yeah, on, uh, from day to day to, to uh, facilitate that recovery. And if you're not going to have a rest day on Wednesday, so ju- we're going to keep it real simple and, say, and, and assume that your first day of training each week is Monday not Sunday. Sunday's a rest day for us. So just to keep it simple, uh, and, and of course you can f- plug this into the week the way that you work uh, based on your shifts or rosters or whatever it is that you like to do. 
But really, you want to keep it um, simple like this. Now, we take it a little bit further and we have a straight arm scapular strength day, which on the very basic level is sort of um, postural uh, corrective exercises. Like pretty hectic core workout because all those gymnastics. That's right, yeah. On the higher level, it's a gymnastics and calisthenics uh, workout uh, where we're learning to control the body, the body's weight with the arms remaining straight. So we're not using the elbows, uh, the elbow flexors and extensors to, to generate force. And um, so we put that in on Wednesday and Saturday, but most people, it would probably, if you're not going to go that far or get into calisthenics, you would put a rest day or something light, like some light mobility, some light cardio, steady state cardio on Wednesday, something that would completely split the day up. And then that gives you that 72 hour period where you're going to maximize super compensation. We will talk about super compensation uh, in the next lesson, but it's just super important that you understand that you design a workout split that hits your upper lower body and we like to say core as well if you're training the, m the more uh, complex the movement patterns you're training the, the more the core will be trained in that so going into single leg movements where you have to add an element of balance your core gets really well trained when you start to load the body a little bit uh, with additional weight then the core gets trained a lot but when you're at home we don't have barbells kettlebells dumbbells so we added a lot more additional core training in there because it's a little bit harder to get the core training um, um, when you're training at home with no external weight, no external load. When you're training um, big squats, big deadlifts, heavy pull-ups, heavy bench press, the core gets a great workout. At home, not so much. So we added a big core emphasis at home. Before we go into the comments though, we should, because we've mostly spoken about the program split um, in today's show, we should just quickly touch on step two and step three that we talk about with designing your program. And that is that you really want to unify strength, flexibility and fitness into each workout. I think where, well, I don't think, I know that where the entire fitness industry bar maybe 1% of, of people that are you know forward thinking trainers and gyms like us are really getting it wrong is that they talk about flexibility as though it's something that you do when you've got the time. So you do your workout and then the workout finishes and trainers say, now do these stretches if you've got the time or do them at home or whatever. And the average person doesn't train like that. The average person dedicates one training session a day and whatever the trainer tells them to do in that session is what they're gonna do. Yeah. And anything else is very rarely, if ever, going to get done. So it's really, really important that you um, when you create your at-home workouts, that if you give yourself an hour to train or 40 minutes to train or whatever, that within that time you are tackling the strength and flexibility component. And this is where it gets challenging to create something that is going to be really effective because you also still need to get enough volume on strength, flexibility and cardio enough to make you stronger more flexible and fitter. Yeah. Um, and that's what we've worked really hard to create with our UMS at home workouts is something that actually delivers results on those three things. But you do need to do that. And then you wanna make sure that you do strength and flexibility as a one-to-one -one ratio. So the way that we do that to get best results is that when you're doing your upper body workout, you do lower body flexibility between your sets and vice versa. So what that allows you to do is normally when you do a workout, if you're doing strength training, you have a rest period between sets. Um, and if you're 
programming intelligently, you train opposing muscle groups, so agonist movements, so that what happens is rather than having to rest a full, you know, 90 to seconds to five minutes for the one muscle group, you only need to rest, you know, maybe 90 seconds or so before you do an opposing muscle group. And by the time you come back to that first muscle group, it's been, you know, three to five minutes. Um, that's the first level of intelligent programming, but you want to take it even a step further. You want to maximize that rest time so you're not sitting there doing nothing. And a really great way to do that is to do stretching or flexibility training for the part of the body that isn't even getting worked out in this workout. So if you're doing your upper body push-pull, then you're doing your lower body stretching. Yep. Um, and that's how we did it, and it just gets great results. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, the and, then and the reason why you don't want to be stretching the same thing as you're, you're working out is because it's you know, it, it's been shown to make you not be able to produce the same sort of peak force and also makes you kind of more likely to... A little bit yourself. more vulnerable, yeah. yeah. And there's a couple of hidden benefits to doing the one-to-one -one stretching and strength training, uh, which is that one of the key elements of gaining flexibility or flexibility training is it, it's so aligned with the nervous system. If you follow us, our podcast, we got, we've got a lot of content on this. Uh, when you're when you're doing your strength training, you're you've only got sort of one nervous system, and the strength training is fatiguing that nervous system. And what actually happens there is you. Um, uh, creating a, an environment where with the nervous system a little bit fatigued it actually delays the in inhibition of flexibility just a little bit which get, gives you a little bit of a leg up when you're training your flexibility because flexibility training is about delaying the inhibitors from the brain to stop the movement and so yeah you get this sort of nice little hidden benefit when you combine the two together so yeah. let's uh let's 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 wrap this up today with uh, going through the comments of our yeah, listeners absolutely huh? so, so we've got uh, Clay is uh, has said, sup guys, he's tuning in. And uh, Aiden Potts is saying, hey guys, first time in a while uh, catching the live stream. I usually listen to them on Spotify. Thanks to Phil. Wondering how long a workout would be for doing the UMS program and uh, flexibility masterclass. Let's answer that one um, later, brother, because uh, that's not the topic of the day today. Um, Dave Clark is saying, hi all. Uh, Lee Clements is saying hi. And then Diane uh, is jumping in saying, morning all. Very happy to say that I made it through my first leg day of phase two unscathed. Not sure if enjoyed is the right word, but certainly satisfied. That's <laughs> awesome. Well done, Diane. Good work, Diane. So that's um, the phase two at home workout. She's yeah. crushing it right now. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's move on to Lee. So Lee is answering the question of the day, um, which is if you were only training, you know, two or three days a week, did you level up and go to four or five days a week in the at home workouts? Uh, and Lee is saying uh, body took a week or so to adapt from three to four workouts to doing four plus of the at home. Since then, I'm now doing five and planning on six days a week. I exercise every day and feel okay with a rest day um, every 10 days or so. Loving the commitment. Body is stronger and more flexible for sure. That's awesome, Lee. Nice, Lee. So good to hear. Yeah, nice one. Um, and Aiden Potts is saying, uh, for me, I wasn't too concerned with the five to six workouts per week. The biggest efficiency breakthrough was the combo of strength and flexibility. I always knew I wanted and needed to get more flexible, but I never did it during my workout. I always said I'd do it later, which rarely happened. And isn't that the truth? Yeah, 100%. And I'm so glad you brought that up, Aiden, because it really is, uh, I guess, I mean, that's the, that's the sort of secret source to the UMS program in general. But what made the, the at-home workouts so special and, and why people got such good results is because we just applied the same principles. And that's the key here. Like, and that's really what the message is throughout the entire um, at-home workouts blueprint. 
just because you have to train at home, uh, whether that's by choice, because you don't, um, you, you, you can't justify um, the, uh, the commitment of a gym, financial commitment, or you can't get to a gym, or you're in lockdown, or you, you know, for whatever reason, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You don't throw rhyme and reason out just because you're training at home. It's the same principles. Yep. And this is what frustrates me so much about, um, you know, the Fitzbo industry now. And I think it's, it's, it's fueled by Instagram and, and, and Facebook, you know, because there's this notion that things have to be appealing to the eye and people fall victim to that, you know. And there's, new and different and exciting. Yeah, and, and, and it stems from people ripped people, muscular people, fit people, healthy looking people on Instagram posting videos of themselves doing these fancy ass, highly demanding in coordination that yield very little results. And nine times out of 10, the way their body looks and what's appealing to you was not created by what they're doing right now on Instagram. I wouldn't say nine times out of 10. I'd go as far as saying almost certainly it wasn't created by that. Like. We're, we're a bunch of fit people sitting around this table and I can say that when you see exercises like that, sometimes you try them just to see if you can do it for the coordination factor, but you don't do a workout where you're doing it because you know that it doesn't deliver the same results as, as you know, whatever. And I've been in the army where I have trained and witnessed some of the fittest people in the world training like one of the guys that was in my battalion his name's ben gerard and he's a uh, he, he went on to being a, a professional crossfitter it's at one of the highest levels and i used to watch him train and that dude ran rings around the average person i'm telling you the 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 intensity that that guy trained at and i've seen videos of him doing some funky stuff but i've seen him train and he didn't do it in his yeah. training in his training he did you know, he, he did sprints they with a vest it, on. He did, he did pull-ups. And that, did. that's um, an interesting uh, conversation for another time about CrossFit, you know, because CrossFit, what we watch, and a lot of people make this mistake, uh, they watch CrossFit and then they, they, they assume the that games, that's how CrossFit, CrossFit yeah, the CrossFit grand competition, the wads, and then they assume that that's how CrossFit is trained. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why CrossFit got such a bad name because yeah. when it blew up, you had really uneducated people facilitating workouts like the competition in their gyms yeah. and people were just yeah. hurting themselves just and smashing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the really yeah. good CrossFitters don't train like that. They train properly with proper strength and conditioning, yeah. but then they go and compete at the games, you know, yeah. and do really well. Uh, it, 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 but that's where it got, I believe personally, that's why CrossFit got such a bad name. And they do, and, and, and the pro CrossFitters as well. Uh, the, again, this is, this is my understanding from having trained with some good CrossFitters fitters and them telling me what it's like training with the really good guys and also watching those documentaries on Netflix but they go through cycles where they yeah. work on certain things like oh, they'll, yeah. they'll go yeah. through an Olympic lifting cycle where for yeah. three months their whole training is about getting their Olympic lifts up you know or about getting their handstand and their handstand yeah, walk up they don't, they don't train wads five days yeah. a week yeah. you know yeah I had quite a few competitive CrossFit athletes um, as clients and then I had one guy who just loved CrossFit as his way to get fit, and he's the first person who I've ever met who's not an old lady who's had a fall and lay on the ground for like 40 hours, who's had rhabdomyolysis from um, Jesus. yeah muscle breakdown where he was training for a marathon plus did CrossFit at the same time Lord. and just thought that more was better and that the more he did, the more he'd adapt. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, he got the rhabdomyolysis is a no joke, real bad. Yeah. Like you can you die, yeah. you can die oh, from yeah, it pretty yeah, quickly. Your yeah. muscle basically starts eating itself to try and feel itself and yeah. it's a bad time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Clay, <laughs> uh, Clay um, yeah. Conway Clay's 
saying here, it's weird. Like I've seen trainers stand on one leg in a figure four stretch while doing hammer curls with dumbbells. Why? Yeah, mate. It, it's Efficiency, exactly mate. what we're talking about here. <laughs> Efficiency, you know, it's, yeah. It's because more done in one in one. It's rep. because it gets views and likes, and then suckers people into buying a crappy at home <laughs> workout <laughs> program. <laughs> uh, and Lee Clemens is saying peak week in foundations at the moment. I have noticeably progressed and certainly found and worked on imbalances. Well done, Lee. The foundations program is. It, that's what it's all about. It's all about balancing the body. And is that something that we're going to talk about um, later on in this series, Yanni, about peak weeks and delay yeah, weeks and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. So coming, tune in. It's coming. Tune in. It's coming um, uh, in a couple of days where we're going to be we're going to be talking tomorrow. about tomorrow. There you tomorrow go. It's all about program fundamentals and strength and conditioning. It's about, and I'll just repeat this. It's about how to bring back program periodization and become your own pro strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Okay, and so, so make sure you tune into lesson. that session because uh, we're going to be going much deeper into what Lee is talking about there, what peak week is, and what you know different mesocycles are and deload weeks and how you. I'll need give you, to I'll give you a, a, a little heads up. Undulate your training between high and low volumes. Step two is to update your workouts every four weeks to avoid plateaus, and step three is to include a peak and deload week for maximum results. And notice this is all very relevant to being in the gym as well so yeah yeah 100% yeah alright guys that's all we got time for we didn't even get to hear Richie's sexy voice oh, so just say, just say hello so we know that you're there oh, Rich. Rich hello Unity Tribe oh god <laughs> oh god that's good uh, you're listening to Richard and the yeah super sounds. that's right okay guys we'll see you tomorrow for lesson three of the rapid implementation guide thanks everyone for joining us on the UMS Movement Mastermind private Facebook group for those of you who have downloaded the blueprint and or are watching or listening on one of the replays podcast or YouTube channel get yourself over to Facebook search for UMS Movement Mastermind join the group and get amongst it we'll see you soon health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're gonna have to do to get there we'll start focusing on movement goals strength goals flexibility goals. When you nail that skill it's there forever the body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. the consistency and frequency that's gonna get you there it's not the intensity there's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.